0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Carson and this is Slow Club Podcast. And I'm super excited about this episode, you guys, because I'm going to dive into a little bit about dad life, loving yourself, minimalism, and lifestyle inflation. So let's jump right into the episode. So it has been difficult to try to record uh, a podcast. And that's, you know, in large part because I have a family. But also, when I was getting ready to record tonight, I have a computer that's like 12 years old, and I have a good microphone, but it, for some reason, wasn't working, and then I was like, okay, well, I'll get an attachment that I can use with my phone so that I can record using a nice microphone with my phone, and then I forgot I have a new phone that doesn't have a headphone jack, so I couldn't do that, and so now I'm actually recording on my living room coffee table using Coaster's to hold up the phone and I have my notes also being held up by a coaster so it's been a little crazy guys (laughs) so uh, uh, just bear with me as we kind of dive in this episode but I'm excited to be back you guys I know it's been a little bit since I've done a podcast I have been trying to dedicate a little more time to the YouTube channel um, and starting to think kind of that direction so look for more of some more videos coming out pretty soon that are going to be a little more of that shorter content, um, you know, kind of that 10 to 15 minute mark or even five minute videos. Whereas the podcast, um, I'm pretty much always going to have, you know, try to keep a limit under 30 minutes if I can, you know, sometimes I get a little talkative. Um, And so guys, today I wanted to just tackle a few topics that have been really near and dear to me over the past uh, year, really and longer but um and and those topics I listed off at the beginning intro and so let's just dive right in so first I just want to make a comment about dad life so just this next few days I'm actually solo um, taking care of my baby uh, <laughs> I have a little girl and I'm really excited about that and it's it's so interesting when you Like, I really feel for people who are single parents because when you don't have your, uh, you don't have a spouse or maybe you don't have someone else to help take care of your baby, then it all falls on you. I mean, it's just amazing how much work it is, but it's also incredible how peaceful it is. Like, I needed this time with my daughter, you know. I needed it for the, the slowness of the pace of the day, you know, like, I kind of have her schedule in my mind of what I need to remember. But I also needed this time, just, you know, she's taking a nap, I can relax, you know, so I took some time off work so I could spend time with her um, and take care of her. And it's just been really therapeutic for me uh, to do that. And it's weird, because I think sometimes people always associate with kids, kind of like, oh, you know, they're a lot of work, and they're really hard, and that's really true, it is a lot of work, (laughs) like, especially, um, my dog is laying over here near me, because I've got some Laffy Taffy that I got, and, uh, she's, she's wanting some, uh, Laffy Taffy, um, and it's interesting, even if you ever, if you ever try to take a baby who can walk, That like has just started walking, and then you try to take a dog on a walk, it is oh my gosh, it's insane! So now I really try not to do that. I try to do either put her in the stroller and take the dog, um, you know, on a leash, or just take one at a time, um, you know, uh, and well, don't leave the baby, but you know what I mean, like. Uh, only one of you gets to walk while we're out. You you either got to ride or I got to carry you. Um, and so it's just been really a blessing to have some time just to live that dad life. Um, and it's, I think it's, it's really taught me a lot too about myself and realizing that I am a, you know, I, I like to work hard, but I sometimes become like a horse with blinders. You know, I try too hard in my work or I'm like putting so much into it and I still come home and spend a lot of time with family and all that but it just becomes really difficult when um, you go from working really intensely and then for me going into like master's studies and all that kind of stuff to then super slow pace just spending time with my daughter enjoying time with her Um, and so that's been really nice. Yo, so this is crazy. I've had Laffy Taffy for so long, but I never understood like why Laffy Taffy is called Laffy Taffy. I've never even thought to like look at the package because there's jokes on here. Why did no one, no one ever told me this? Like thinking like all the Halloweens I had, all the school things where they would hand out candy. So here's a couple jokes. What is a nocturnal horse? A Nightmare. That's a good one. Um, What's a dog's favorite instrument? A trombone. That's a good one. Let's check check out this other package. What's the best smelling insect? Deodorant. My gosh, that one's really bad. Um, And then this one, I've tore my package, so I have to see here. Why... Let's see if I can figure this out. Why? Oh, here we go. It's like a puzzle. I'm going to like put it back together. Why was the queen... Antsy? That's another ant joke, I guess. She was the queen of... Oh, wait. <laughs> that was just bad. Anyway, moving on from that. So next, guys, I would love to just talk about loving yourself. You know, on the very first episode I did coming back from, you know, stopping the podcast and then restarting it. You know, I talked about perfectionism. I talked about, like, really leaning into that. And it's amazing, you know, I it's, I think some of the self-help stuff around, like, love yourself, some of it can be unhelpful because I don't think it addresses, like, the deeper underlying things that cause people to sometimes hate themselves. Um, But one thing I've been thinking about in regards to that and just being able to, like, accept yourself, love yourself, is really trading our distortions for God's truth. And I think that all really comes down to something that you see Jesus talk about in the Gospels and even is shown many times, is how God redeems our way of seeing things. That's such a big part of being a Christian. And that's not just your way of seeing, you know, as you walk about your day. um, But it's also like a way of seeing spiritually your own life. Um, You know, it's a way of seeing your brothers and sisters. It's a way of seeing um, people in the world. And I think one of the biggest things that has been encouraging for me is slowly learning to say, okay, so because of Jesus in his sacrifice, and God's loving mission to redeem mankind and rescue them back to him, then I know, like, God loves me. You know, I know he accepts me, even though sometimes that, you know, can be challenging to believe, but a lot of times I really do believe that. But what I've noticed time and time again is it's myself. It's like my own self, and I think some of what's inside of me is, you know, maybe like, a time in my life where, like, Satan will come along and, like, whisper a lie, or, you know, there was, there was a a social event I went to not that long ago, where I just, I don't know, I just had this, like, feeling of embarrassment, that, like, people thought I was weird, or, you know, and it it was, it was just kind of, I didn't know very many people there, I didn't, well, I didn't know, like, actually, like, hardly anybody, and it was just kind of awkward and i just feel like sometimes satan gets those condemning you know lies in us distorting god's truth and then we believe that about ourselves and then we internalize that and so that becomes how we then view ourselves and it makes it hard to love yourself when um you've accepted this you know distortion and so for me guys like one thing i've been doing to reflect and help me actually accept myself um and and love myself is I've really sought to give up the internal rat race um so for me I'm I'm around a lot of like pretty successful people um and I'm also you know I encounter people that with my job like everyone has a PhD you know like people are really smart, they've written, like, a bunch of books or something like that, and it can be a little intimidating, it can kind of make you feel like you've got to produce, you've got to just, like, do all this stuff, you know, but when you give up the internal rat race and you, like, accept just yourself and you really seek to say, okay, well, if God views me this way, I, like, asking, even praying, like, Lord, give me your eyes for myself so that I can let what I believe about myself or what I'm holding on to about myself, I can actually trade that in and then get rid of it. And that's huge. It's so huge. and Especially guys like, I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but for people like me who are perfectionists about things and I don't want to be that way, Having dedicated space to sit with God, maybe journal or um, just spend time outside reflecting about your life and really getting to the heart of some of those lies is just incredible. And it lets you, it le- you can let go of that rat race. You can let go of, you know, trying to either impress other people or for me, like so often it's about myself. It's about some you know view that I've got to like overcome to make myself feel better, like even recently, I talked with my wife, and I was like, you know, growing up, I kind of had this view of myself of like oh i'm I'm Carson Daniel, you know I've gotta like make something of my life where people will think I'm a big failure, you know, and I know a lot of people probably feel that way, but um, you know for me, it was. That, that That's something I could never verbalize until now in my life. Um, now I'm able to look at my life and say, wow, like, okay, so I am trying to live up to this thing in me that I don't even think I want. You know, this is something that I feel like what gives my life meaning is some sort of measure of success or status or money. Um, And I like work in ministry, you know, (laughs) like I work in like I have for a while, but it's just amazing how those things can get ingrained. And not just, you know, I think that's kind of the difference is it's not just like you desire to be rich or you desire status, but it's like these deep seated things about your self-esteem that we have to learn to trade those in for what God thinks of us. Because when we start to be accepted by him and loved by him and we you know don't need to go create all this stuff um to make everyone happy or we you know realize that we actually you know wow I'm I'm a valuable person and like I have a lot to offer in the world and I'm just one guy you know like when you start to really reflect on those things then I think you can start to love yourself and and for me one of my biggest practices with that is journaling and like really kind of like jour- journaling out my thoughts is um you know extremely helpful. So now let's move on and talk about minimalism. So a book I really recommend is a book called Goodbye Things by Funino Fun Neo Funio Sasaki. Um, it is a hardback book which is really cool. Um, And it's not that expensive, so that's exciting. But it's a book I got for Christmas, and I finally got around to reading it. And it was really just a a good meditative reflection about stuff. And it's uh, specifically written written by a Japanese man who uh, had just like a bunch of stuff and was super unhappy, and he started getting rid of a lot of things and simplifying his life. And he just found so much more joy in that. Um, It's on Amazon and I do recommend reading it. It's, he has some really good points in there. I don't think I've heard anyone say. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that he's done a lot of personal reflection on it. He's not just giving you like, here's the 10 tips to like fix your life, (laughs) but he's really like deeply meditated and reflected on it. Um, But the reason why I want to bring up minimalism, I know it's like a big movement right now and, you know, people are really down with it. But I actually think there's a lot in the minimalist movement that Christians, particularly where I live and, you know, kind of, I guess more like the eastern United States, which is a little more like older. You know, I know out west there tends to be, you know, new trends kind of pop up and everybody kind of jumps on the bandwagon or whatever. But over in the eastern part of the country, and there's a lot of good parts about this, obviously, but um, people tend to be very conservative about their decisions, and they just sort of do what their parents did. But I would really encourage you listening that check out Minimalism, and specifically that book I said. I've watched some videos about minimalism from different people, and some of them are kind of weird, but um, the Minimalist book that I read, Goodbye Things... It really helped me frame a lot about why do I have stuff, you know, and what causes us, especially in the West, to accumulate like 10 of the same thing when during like a given week, we only use like two of them, (laughs) you know. And so I, I have done some purging in my house and my wife and I both, I think, It was about two years ago, she, you know, kind of learned all about Marie Kondo. Um, We weren't that into it, we didn't didn't watch the show very much, but um, my wife, Dora, she read the book, Tidying Up, and honestly, I think the number one thing we got from that is like how to fold clothes better, (laughs) Um, but this Minimalism book, which both me and my wife both read, um kind of changed things for us in a lot of ways because after reading it, I really could see how stuff in particular material items were occupying space in my mind even and clouding even sometimes like relationships. And so it was, it's been really healthy for us to put a premium on relationships by way less things um, and actually, it's kind of a side note, but like, ran. you know, one day I sat in my house and I just thought, like, literally 97% of the things we own, uh, especially furniture and, you know, kind of like appliance type stuff, is has been given to us. It's, you know, like, whether that's a wedding registry or someone was like, Oh, Hey, I'm getting rid of this TV. Do you want it? Like, yeah, our TV we got for free. Um, you know, like uh, couches, you know, like, I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's kind of, you know, is interesting. And I think that's really fits Dora and I, our personality also, like, you know, you kind of, we really want to receive what we're given. And I, neither of us really have an urge to like buy a bunch of stuff, you know, it's not even that, and we actually like that our house is kind of simple, and a lot of the items we have are light, you know, we we like them, um, but I just thought that was really interesting when you bring that with the minimalism thing, um, because I think there's a negative side of that, where some people can give you a bunch of crap, and you don't want it, but, you know, my wife and I have gotten really good about we don't like something. We know we don't like it. We can value the relationship, but that doesn't mean we need to hang on to the thing, you know, um, that, that the person gave us. And so guys, like to me, the, and I'm going to get to like why all these things are connected, you know, minimalism, loving yourself. Um, and, uh, then we're gonna talk about lifestyle inflation that goes right with this. But I think just specifically the minimalism thing, it, it's really not about because it's, and this is why I recommend Goodbye Things, the book, because some minimalists basically have turned minimalism into the new materialism. So they have fewer items, but they're luxury items or they're like, has this cool vibe about them or whatever. And I really like the fact that in Goodbye Things, he really lays it out that it's not about like status Either way, you know, Um, but it's more about like being very thoughtful about what you do have and, um, you know, and it allows you to like save money because you're not just like wasting money on random things that you are told by advertisers and other, you know, social pressures that you need or whatever. Um, And so to me, this leads right into lifestyle inflation. And this is something I've contemplated like doing a whole lot more Talking on, um, and that is you know whether that on YouTube or on the podcast or even doing an ebook or something like that. But I think Christians in particular, I have a really deep love and a heart for helping them get free from lifestyle inflation. So if you're not familiar with what lifestyle inflation is, basically, it is you know you make a certain income. And I mean, they've done studies on this and this happens all the time. There'll be somebody who makes $800,000 a year, but they feel financially insecure because say they, you know, spend over that every year. And so they're a little bit in debt or they, you know, spend 790,000 of it or something. Um, and it's basically this idea that, you make a certain amount of income therefore you spend enough to maintain a lifestyle that fits your like class or your status almost and uh it's easy to get caught in that so no judgment on this at all but there's a lot of people who i meet in the christian community that seem to be like suffering more than they probably would if they assessed their lifestyle and they were able to realize that if, you know, hey, we cut out this in our life or we, you know, got rid of our subscription services or we spent a little less on groceries or out to eat or we only had one car instead of two or three or whatever, that there's a lot more you can do and you're also not putting all that money towards like stuff and like luxuries so that you can, one, keep your lifestyle not inflated, but you also... Um, don't have the burden of what lifestyle inflation often means, which is this constant feeling that you just have to make more money, and you really don't know why. You know, so I've I've personally been really f- passionate about that, and like I've talked to a few people about it, um, because I think when you pair that with the minimalism, you don't inflate your lifestyle. You keep a very minimal approach to only having what you need. The way you discover is that life's a lot more doable than I think you know the media often wants to portray like you know one advertisers want you to think if I don't have x I'm not going to be happy but on top of that there's like a social pressure from say all your friends like eat out a ton during the month and you can't because you don't have that kind of money then there can be a lifestyle pressure there to like just meet where they're at you know um And even though you could still have just as much community and just as much fellowship with food, if you ate at home, than you would going out to eat, you know? And so I think one thing, you know, lifestyle inflation and then minimalism, something I would just ask you, my dear listener, to do some personal reflection on, you know, think about how much money you make and think like, what if you like really cut stuff out? You stop spending money on like random crap and, you know, what's sucking all your money away? Like if you have two cars, do you really need two cars? Um, Are you living in too big of a house? Are you, you know, whatever it is. And I know a lot of people are really struggling, so there's that, but it's just when you start to think about those things and you really cut down your lifestyle, then I think it allows you to have a little more space to process things, but it also paired with this like minimalistic understanding You can use that to invest more, I mean, some of it in actual investments, whether that's like real estate or the market or, you know, just something that helps you more long term than just eating out all the time um, or whatever. Uh, But it also allows you, I think, to think about relationships first rather than, you know, as they always say, keeping up with the Joneses beautiful sunset, the sun's going down, and the sun's going down on this podcast, so before I end, guys, um, I just want to kind of connect some of these together, because I think for me in my life, you know, I'm just sharing kind of a personal reflection, that's most of what Slow Club Podcast is about, um, is, you know, when you come, you, there's a place of self, self-acceptance self that comes through Christ, you know, you, you're able to have self-acceptance because you have God-acceptance, Right? Um, and that is really a huge motivator for us to live a good life. You know, I remember talking to, there was somebody I was talking to, I don't remember who this was, but it was um, someone that they were saying that what happened at the deepest level when they met Jesus and they sensed the grace and the forgiveness of God was they realized that they could live as a good man. Um, And obviously, you know, the same applies to women, a good woman. That you know, so many. I think all of us want to live and be good people. We want to be genuinely people of good hearts, uh, good thoughts, uh, good way of life. And what's beautiful is in Jesus, we're able to do that um, because God has given us a new heart. His Spirit is in us, and so He's going to guide us. And so, our self acceptance comes from God. And it allows us to accept ourselves and our faults and, you know, imperfections as well as our, um, you know, strengths. And that leads to contentment in life, you know, and peace. So I think one of the coolest things about being a Christian is that, you know, when you really accept Jesus and you start walking in the Lord, then, you know, you you don't have to keep up with the Joneses. You don't need to worry about what other people are doing, you know? And even as a Christian, it's hard to sometimes get out of that mindset. But when you really sit with it and you realize the kind of freedom in Christ, and you realize even how the Lord um, lived, um, that that he lived a simple life, you know? Jesus worked with his hands and, and loved God and loved his neighbor. And so we have that same opportunity to do that. And so with that simple life, we have, you know, I talked about this a few podcasts ago, we have a choice to be happy. You know, you you might have minimalism. You might have a, you know, not an inflated lifestyle. You might even really kind of like love yourself. Um, But I think at the end of the day, you still have to choose to be happy. You have to choose to look at the good things in your life Um, and, and see the ways God's working, and that can just be such a huge blessing, and it just overflows into every aspect of your life when um, you're able to live into a few of these things I've talked about, Uh, and that's something I've been doing, you know, really over the past year is something that I've been, you know, reflecting on and meditating on, um, and just sitting with God and Um, hearing his heart and and trying to like unpack some of this for me a lot of self-hatred that kind of just feels like comes out of nowhere you know and for me it's mostly related to like success or you know a self-hatred for you know my lack of accomplishment or my you know not being good enough or whatever but when God starts unpacking that and then you start seeing these other things and um, you start being content in your life it's it 's really profound, and I think that's that 's what being in the slow club's all about guys <laughs> it 's all about it dude <laughs> um, and so guys, I hope you 've enjoyed this episode and you know it 's been a little crazy trying to record this episode, but i 'm glad to um, get this out there and um, you know hey if you if you like something kind of this style, like a more reflective thing and um, more practical then I'm, just let me know, you know, shoot me an email at slowoneclub at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's just Carson Daniel and you'll see my picture and you can kind of click into that. Um, I'm kind of experimenting with it right now, but I'm really sensing that there is a focused direction that's coming. Um, and I hope to do more on YouTube because honestly, you know, in the the world we live and the challenges of life i think it is important that christians you know we interface online with the world and with other people uh both as an invitation to um inviting other people to follow jesus but also a way to challenge some of the ways of seeing and the different paradigms in the world um that uh that there's another way there's another way to walk um and walking god's ways is the best so um, guys this has been good. I'm really, uh, excited to spend the rest of my few days with my daughter. And, um, you know, I just, uh, encourage you guys, if you want to go check out that book, Goodbye Things, I, um, would love to hear what you think of it, but blessings guys. Talk to you soon.